Welcome to the Munmukti Podcast, where we speak up about mental health. In this episode, I talk with Faria Akram, who is incidentally our VP of Marketing here at Munmukti. We take some time to talk about not only the holidays, but also what it means to go through mental illness in the context of celebration. We hope you listen, share, and speak up. This is a very special edition of the Munmukti podcast uh, featuring your uh, VP for marketing, Faria, who I've just met for the second time, but I'm a big fan of. So uh, this is Anand, and I've done these podcasts before, um, but this is probably Faria's first time uh, out in the limelight. She's usually behind the scenes um, making this all work. So it's kind of exciting that she's uh, kind of talking to you guys this time. So why don't we let her talk about herself a little bit? guys. Yeah, like Ann said, um, I'm the VP Marketing. You might have heard my voice before. Um, I've done a few intros for a couple of the podcast episodes, but this is my first time partaking in a conversation. Right, so yeah. she's the one who's, who says like, and I'm Faria, <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> the three words. <laughs> yeah, that's her three words. Um, so this episode is kind of more about the holidays, because they're coming up, and not only just about these holidays, but kind of the broad definition of holidays as they apply to South Asians, and what it's like to be in a family that celebrates uh, in a big way or in a small way, uh, what's nice about that, what's difficult about that, and generally just to kind of uh, share ideas about what that's like. So the first thing I want to ask Faria is what does she like about uh, family and the holidays generally? Um, so I would say I definitely define the holidays as more as the time we're getting into now. So Christmas and so and Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so I like the food and Christmas lights and Christmas carols. Yeah. And watching Elf and days off and stockings and snow and all the super extra cute Christmas stuff. Right. Yeah. The Home Alone and the... uh, Yes. All that stuff. Reindeer. Yeah. Now, it's weird because we... um, I think any kid in America is a Christian because of the fact that we all worship that stuff, you know? We really believed in Santa Claus and our parents let us for a little while. Mine never denied it, but they also never encouraged it. I think they knew we, we would hear that kind of stuff in school. And mm-hmm. I mean, my parents know I'm obsessed with like Elf and, and, and different Christmas things. But yeah, I was just kind of there. I wouldn't go so far as to say like I identify, but culturally, I think, yeah, very much celebrate Christmas. Oh, yeah. 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 Um... Whatever it meant to identify as one, I, I wanted to be one. Like I, I would see really? kids going to church, and I'd be like, "Man, that looks like a lot more fun than temple," you know. Yeah. So, um, and uh, to know that that was the same group of people that was also getting presents, uh, it seemed like a lot more fun than going to a puja. You know? <laughs> I don't know, Muslims. We had Sunday school still on Sunday, even though our day of service is Friday, but the weekend here. Um, mm. And I would still like complain with my Christian friends. We'd all just be like, "Ugh, Sunday school." Like, <laughs> regardless of yeah, whatever religion. But what was nice was that, like, when I was a kid at least, every holiday season uh, or every weekend in which we celebrated some kind of major holiday, it was a lot like that scene. And I recognized that scene in Home Alone when all the family would get together and there would be, like, all kinds of chaos, which is, that's how Indian houses look when there's any kind of holiday. (laughs) Every brown day ever party. (laughs) Yeah. And they're always, they're they're usually dysfunctional, um, but when they get together, it's really nice. 
and everything is kind of out in the open. And so I like that about the holidays, which is uh, that nothing really, everything that you've built up this whole year kind of comes to the outside. You know, that was what it was like when we were when we were like uh, younger, because you you get to go and hit reset basically, and you'd remember that. Uh, no matter where all you've been this year, you all came from the same place, and you and you, you meet all the same people that you've met like several times that year. You eat the same food, you see the same aunties, you know, and it, it's just kind of a comforting feeling. But it could also be not comforting, right? So, like, what are some things that make that experience not so comforting? Um, coming together can be really great. There's a lot of celebration, there's a lot of great food and, and family and stuff, but I think if you don't have that ideal, um, if you if you don't kind of have those ideal experiences or, or experiences that are less than ideal, I guess is a better way to say, um, events like that can, can be not as pleasant mm -hmm. and, and difficult, and then difficult for people to understand, because I think the holidays is a, is a big family time, and in South Asians, like you said, like we have this even bigger family culture. Um, and so, uh, I think the hard thing about the mental health struggles of a South Asian during this time is that you 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 really don't relate to your own people um, because I, th I think the cultures are just so family is such a big part of it that when that is a less than ideal and I know it's for several of my friends and, and a bit myself included um, it's not only hard to live through that experience right. but also to to get other because people are like why are you sad or yeah, why aren't yeah. you happy to go home it's the holidays right. um, but but sometimes it's not easy, right. and I think your experiences. It's important for experiences and emotions to be validated. Yeah, and it's hard to get that validation across. And especially because if you're, let's say, you're going to something and you're just by yourself, mm -hmm. it feels like a certain thing. But then going through that in a place where everyone's the opposite of the way you feel, mm -hmm. or at least looks like it, it can be even. It can make that feeling seem more stark in your head. I really like that. Yeah, because I think. You know, you, you go through it all year and it's present and then when it's like at the time where you come together and people are feeling the complete opposite, you're just like super awkward yeah. and yeah. It, it just makes it harder. Does it, does anything like that happen and then surprise you by making you feel better? What do you mean? Well, sometimes, like I found that whenever I was upset mm -hmm. uh, or something, even in, in college, you know, because college is sometimes like this where you, you're upset and then everyone around you is happy, like at a party or something like this. Um, and then you you find sometimes that it's worse because you're in that place. Sometimes you find like that that kind of takes you out of that your place that you were in your head, and you're able to find some kind of happiness or peace. You know, does that ever happen to you? What kinds of situations does that happen in? I think it can. I think sometimes, um, especially if, if things in the moment are going well, you can be distracted um, from your fears and, and from your anxieties and able to be present in the moment and enjoy it. But I think the scarier thing is. Um, it, it's a thought that can just kind of always be lingering in the back of your head as a holidays approach or um, a situations approach. So you're not as you're not as easily able to like let your hair down, quote unquote, or, mm -hmm. or become immersed in the holidays because you know for whatever reason, whether it's social anxiety, whether it's um, you you know, suffered an eating disorder, and the the idea of big parties and feasts with all our wonderful you know desi foods um, can be triggering, or just you know um, trauma of returning to a place in a time where where things weren't as pleasant before. Right. Um, it, it can cause a lot of stress and anxiety in people. Is what I've seen. Yeah. Here's what I think, though, is that if you really dig a little bit deeper, I would I would suspect that more people than we think in any given uh, South Asian kind of family unit are going through stuff. 
then we can just kind of intuit based on their outward appearance. Absolutely. And so with that, I would I would say like um, each person kind of has their own own baggage when it comes to it. Some more severe than others, right? Mm. You know, some people really enjoy the holidays and the thought doesn't cross their heads. Some, you know, have have feelings that are less unpleasant and not as openly discussed. But I think when, when you when you take that home or wherever you go for the holidays, what makes it harder is like even though multiple people may be having those unpleasant feelings, no one's going to talk about it, right? Yeah. No one wants to be a Debbie Downer. And then in the South Asian culture, as we all know, no mm. one's really willing, ugh, really willing to talk about those kind of issues. Yeah. I mean, but, if you had a kidney pain, you'd come home and yeah. say, God, and you go to the doctor, like, this yeah. hurts. But We talk about just about every other problem besides mental health problems, don't we? Right. Public We're not going to say, hey, yeah. this is making me uncomfortable. How do I deal with this? Or, you know, however you word it. But it's kind of cool, which is, uh, what I think is kind of cool is that we have the mechanism in place to do a really good job with mental health. We just don't use it. South Asians, I mean, because we get together and we're all talking, which is an amazing thing because a lot of people don't have that. So community is a huge kind of uh, part of just getting to a place of happiness, whether you're coming from a place of unhappiness or from, from baseline. Um, but once we meet, we don't ever talk about the things that actually we need to talk about sometimes, you know? A lot of people don't even do the meeting. So they don't do the talking, but we have the meeting, but we don't do the talking. I think that's just like one little thing that if we pair that fact with the fact that um, uh, so many more of us than we think might actually be going through this stuff, then we have a, a pretty good recipe for actual success in going through this. I, I know that, you know, lately uh, I've been more open with my mom about this kind of stuff, you know, because I've been alone with her more and I see that she's actually like a, I mean, I always knew she was a person, but now she's like a... She's an adult version of like me, you know. That's hard to think about a parent just being an older version of you, yeah, who has been through the same stuff you have in some cases and um, has as much as baggage as you have, and plus the twenty years more that they've lived. Separating, I think, parents from your mom and dad, you know, or whatever, to to people who have their own baggage and have their own issues and stuff, I think takes a big deal of maturity and, and responsibility to get into that thought and, and it definitely helps you approach situations better I think as an adult to form those healthy relationships you know with your parents mm -hmm. at the same time going back to what you were saying about conversation I think yeah meeting together does create an opportunity for conversation but that can also be stressful in itself because if conversation is talking against a wall yeah or something that's negative for you yeah then you know, ideally, we'd like for conversations to come out productive and, mm. and come out well and everyone's open and listening to one another. And, you know, because, hey, physically we're together, let's mentally and emotionally kind of try to get on the same page about these things. Um, but sometimes that doesn't really happen. I think all you really have control over is yourself. And that's definitely a big thing um, I know we're going to talk about is when you are in these stressful situations or something is unpleasant, you, you really can't control what other people are going to do. You can control your self-care, right? And how your actions and your words come out and what you can do to keep yourself happy and healthy. So, some things that I'm curious about mm -hmm. that I want to get into are, uh, like, just specifics as to, like, what happens at these different parties. Because a lot of people aren't, aren't educated on it, so I know what my family's parties are like. So talking about, like, religion and stuff like yeah, that? We just, should, yeah, we haven't talked, I, th I think that's important, because um, I don't think we've sat on tape the mm -mm. whole you're Hindu, mm -hmm. I'm Muslim, and mm -hmm. we grew up in a Christian country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you born here or in India? I was born in India. So when did you move here? I was like five. Oh, y'all. Abhi, Karthik. All yeah. you guys like moved over. I call Abhi baby fob because of that. <laughs> so I'm like, you're not a fob, but you're like a baby fob. I've been called a fobuit, which is like a conduit. 
you know, but like a fob. What's a conduit? Conduit means like a connection between two things. And so basically... Fob. What was it right? A fobuit. So a fob... So a connector between fobs and non-fobs, basically. So, And I, 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 I relish that role because the people who aren't born here, they need... Sometimes they need a way to connect to people who are born here. Yeah, I don't connect to my family. I'm just, it definitely is. Like, I like to think I'm Pakistani and I very much identify with South Asian, but I know when I go over there, I'm definitely not one of them, you mm-hmm. know? Whether it's the fact that I have a country accent sometimes or whatnot, mm-hmm. you don't fully connect. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask about uh, you, your experience of the holiday specifically mm-hmm. was what it's like in a Muslim house in the holiday season. Now, it seems like a basic question, but... Uh, you know, as a Hindu, you, you don't really see a lot of that. So I'll tell I'll tell you what mine's like after you tell me what yours. Yeah, sure thing. I'll ask because I feel like I'm not asking any questions that I'm supposed to. Um, yeah. So for Muslims in the holiday season, I guess um, as a Muslim, I mean the holidays we celebrate are primarily uh, Eid. There's Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha, um, and they rotate because Islam is based off the lunar calendar. So sometimes uh, everything every year it gets pushed back two weeks. So sometimes it works out. I remember Eid being, I remember when I was really little, Ramadan and Eid would be in December, um, which actually worked out great because when I'm fasting, the days were shorter. And so people preferred that into fasting in the summer. Um, so there was that and yeah, it moves around. So I would say during that time, but you know, like we were saying very much culturally, December and, and Christmas and Thanksgiving are like the, the cultural holiday season. But I think regardless, because even during Eid, so the way the Eids work is, um, there, there's definitely a lot more detail to it, but typically there's a prayer that's held either at the mosque or at, you know, a community hall that's rented out. Eid is celebrated for three days in Muslim countries. Uh, here in the U.S., we really just celebrate it for one because you have to take off work and yeah. get off school and stuff. And that was always fun um, to, like, you know, take off school and, and go celebrate Eid with family and friends. So you do the prayer and then everyone kind of has their own way to celebrate. It's also different to each culture because Islam covers not just, you know, South Asian countries, but others as well. Our families, mm-hmm. typically we would go to Mr. Gaddy's Pizza because <laughs> yeah. there's like a buffet and all these games. And, and that was a thing growing up. And I'm also from a small town in Texas. So there weren't a lot of Muslim or Desi families. Like we had a group of like 10 to 12 of us and you'd take the kids to Mr. Gaddy's and then, <laughs> then Mr. Gaddy's closed. <laughs> And it was really sad. Yeah, yeah, oh my god, yeah. So it closed. And that's why we stopped going there. Um, and then we just started doing more and more, like, parties at people's houses. And, and Eid party hopping has been the thing. I think this this past year especially, yeah, you go to prayer and then it's, like, brunch at someone's house and dinner at someone's house and these mid-afternoon parties. And, and, and any time they can be spread out. Either there's, like, four to six in a day or two or they're spread out over the span of two weeks, right, on a weekend when someone's free or or whatnot but right. yeah that sounds like so how is it like for, for Hindus because you guys have quite a few holidays I believe <laughs> yeah we have quite a few uh, one for every god basically mm-hmm. we uh, and how many gods are there total I'm just curious <laughs> never mind bad question no it's a pretty good question mine was a joke but it's oh. actually it's a good question because they actually do coincide with uh, usually some god's birthday or uh, some heroic event um, or just kind of uh, you know if you're if you're South Indian, you have different ones than if you're North Indian sometimes because we have a calendar that will acknowledge certain days of the week or even days uh, of the month or the year that are completely outside the scope of what's celebrated in North India. And so there's always something going on basically, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, some occasions are just the, the date, right? So like September is a, a month that is just like a special month. My mom will do something special on it every day of September. Um, and so, but then the more salient ones, things like Diwali 
and uh, for us like Diwali, Navratri, and Ganesh Chaturthi, these these are the ones that kind of um, what about, are capstones. Huh? Sorry, what about holy? We don't do holy very much in South India. I know that sounds weird. We are South. Okay, I was like, the we is South, yeah. South Indian. Yeah. Okay. In fact, most of what's represented in kind of like college Hinduism yes. is like North Indian. But most of okay. what's represented in college India is North Indian. Like, Bhangra is completely North Indian. Oh, right? that's mine. I'm Punjabi. Right. Hello. Right. Not even Indian, but that's. <laughs> no, but yeah, so Punjab is something that India Pakistan have in common. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, you don't see a whole lot of South India being represented in college, but uh, that's probably because there's way too much to do if you're South Indian, right? We got like a holiday every month. You're right, though. Come to think of it, because yeah, one of my best friends is South Indian, and, and she invites me to stuff, and I accompany her on holidays. But yeah, there's never really been South Indian specific or, or any mention of that. Right sure. now, South Indian stuff is just also not 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 just because there's so much of it, but also because it's less fun generally. Really? Yeah, there's a lot okay. of like ritual and a lot of kind of uh, a south, like an Indian wedding. When you think of an Indian wedding, when when people say they want to go to an Indian wedding, they're thinking of like a North Indian wedding. When you think of a South Indian wedding, you don't want to go to that necessarily. Really? And only ones you want well, to go to are the ones that have added North Indian stuff to them. Huh. So you're gonna invite me to your wedding so I can see how a South Indian wedding is, right? Well, yeah. I mean that that's because uh, I want an invite now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of ifs there. Like so, <laughs> you know, it's not the if that you'd be invited. It's just the if that you know. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Other ifs involved, but I think what happens is that um, because the house, uh, because because when you're South Indian, you have these so many of these functions, and they're often so boring when you're young, is that you have to build your own world at these things, and so that ha that happens. Like so, a bunch of kids come to this party, and you know our parents make us come because you know we're kids, and so we all go upstairs, and then we have uh, all kinds of fun, all kinds of mischief. All kinds of love triangles emerge and are shattered in that space. Uh, all kinds of furniture and decorations <laughs> are also shattered, to be honest. So nothing really survives. Uh, Not emotionally or like physically. No, <laughs> and you know, these repressed South Indian kids at home go to this free reign kind of area where they're not accountable for anything because everyone's running around. And they just kind of knock over stuff and they start crying and they just make a huge mess. It's really kind of... Uh, it's awful to, to, to witness and embarrassing to be a part of. <laughs> that didn't stop me. But that's kind of what it's like. Uh, and it, it had been that way until about maybe like five to five to like, I guess, five to ten years ago when everyone started growing up and getting responsible. When the first round of kids took their SATs, it started getting less fun, basically. Um, and so our functions and our religious events are much less... Uh, like kind of focused on the calendar, I think. Um, we just basically have them many times a year whenever a family wants to do them. A lot of times they'll just do an event because they want, because they've been through something big in their life and they want to acknowledge God's presence either before or after that event has happened. So they'll host like a puja? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, to kind of invite God in the house to either bring them good luck or to thank them for good fortune. Um, is it bad that any context I have of this is related to Bollywood movies? No, because that's that's probably. I'm like I can think of this movie related this. Better not that's offensive. <laughs> what are you thinking of? Do you watch Bollywood movies? Yeah. Okay, so have you seen Much Sidosti Karogi? Karogi. Is that the one with Trithik Roshan in it? Yeah. So when he comes back from where is he? She calls him Mr. America, but he's not from America. He's from somewhere. When he comes back, they hold like a a puja because like they've returned. So yeah. I, I that's from yeah. So that. yeah. 
that's kind of that's it you know it's like um, it's really kind of open open ended you can kind of it's, it seems to me at least you could do it anytime you wanted to um, oh so the holiday season could really be like a it doesn't have a time period like you're ah yeah. sorry just quick <laughs> so but then you know we because we didn't do really Christmas we just had uh, these random events Sometimes it would coincide with the holiday season because it, everyone knew there'd be more people there, right? So they would hold these functions uh, in the months of November, December. That's kind of what it's like, I think, uh, at least where I grew up, to be kind of a like a Hindu related to these different events, you know? I, I, I bet some people were, were much more serious. And, uh, you know, it's really funny. It's, really, it's always really funny to watch, like, girls, my, uh, you know, mature from the kids upstairs to the kids downstairs basically the aunties yeah well yeah because we've started turning into those yeah <laughs> and you know the guys would always get a pass because the uncles wouldn't be there right yeah. so the uncles would kind of be in the back or they'd be kind of in a different room talking about you know trump or whatever to talk about <laughs> and and the kids you know sometimes you just look and you see like one or two girls in the group you know of aunties downstairs and you just be like uh, you do like a little Hail Mary or something like this, you know, for their soul. <laughs> Please, we need that in the Aunty Circles. <laughs> um, one thing that happens at these big functions, whether, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but if you're, if you're, if you're at least Indian uh, at these Hindu functions, what happens is that you're kind of uh, inundated with questions as to what uh, you're going to do for a living. Well, Pakistanis too. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So... Uh, what are some questions you get? Gosh, I mean, so I, the holiday season, quote unquote, in December and stuff, like you were saying, like even if it's not particularly our holidays, people use that time to throw parties and come together and, and stuff. So it's almost like that that one time in the year your relatives see you, or like the twice, right? Because you see them in summer and then in winter. It's like, oh, Beta, like how are you? How's life? And if you're like me, you're a 24 year old girl who um, graduated from college. It's Beta, like, are you gonna do your masters? Like, yeah. are you gonna go to law school? Like, yeah. med school? Engineer? Anything? Right. And then it's like, when are you getting married? Like, mm-hmm. you're turning 25 soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then just do you invite any of that? Like, do you like any of that? It's kind of cool. I mean, you get some attention. Do you not like that? <laughs> I wish everyone could see the face I'm making that <laughs> on in there now. No, I mean, I, it comes. It comes from a good place. I mean, I. And it's you know what's funnier is I feel like growing up as a kid at these parties, I'd always like get annoyed by the older girls who like couldn't remember what grade I'm in and stuff. But like now I find myself doing that with like my parents' friends, like their kids come over. I'm like, you're like in fifth grade, sixth grade. She's like, I'm a sophomore in high school, and I'm like, oh, oops, like I, I clearly don't keep up. But um, right. I mean, I know they're just you know trying to be polite, and it's people who've seen me grown up and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So you know they care about me, and mm-hmm. you know to some extent, success is you know did you do off these check marks right traditionally mm-hmm. it's like you know you go to high school you go to college you get a degree at mm-hmm. some point you get married and start having kids right so it's just like okay Virta, like you did a few but where yeah, are the yeah. other check yeah, marks yeah. um i get a little annoyed but i try to remember it comes from a good place mm-hmm. and and that um your worth is more than that and i think that's a big thing about mental health in the holiday season is you people do get a lot of questions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Either people are asking you or you kind of have time to ponder because it's a break from school, you get a few days off work. And I know for me, I'm like, okay, like, where is my life going now? Like, it's, it's been a good year since I've come out of college, you know, but yeah. but how, how are things now? And you know, where, where do I want to go from here? So, so you graduated a year ago? 
I yeah end of 2016 so a little a little over a year ago a year and a half ago yeah um, yeah so I mean it comes from a good place but I think whether it's questions from someone else or questions you're asking yourself uh, it can be incredibly stressful right because I think so I have an anxiety disorder so mm. throughout the year my life like I'm always a little bit anxious about something or whatnot and, and can be but when you have that quiet time and or or a group of people asking you, mm-hmm. it makes it even harder. Mm. Um, and because you don't have work, because you don't have school, because you don't have these things traditionally to distract you, sometimes yeah. the holidays can be more of a place where you, you, you get into this whole of spiraling down your mental health. Like, like what am I going to mm-hmm. do? I am turning 25. Like, do I like my job? Like, do, mm-hmm. do I want to go to grad school? Like, what is... <laughs> so that can be really hard. Um, so yeah, your original question, which I just spiraled down, do I like these questions that are asked? Not really, but I know it's well-meaning. It's when I get... So like, it's auntie's like, like, Beta, like, when do you want to, you know, are you getting married? I'm like, no, auntie, like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. living my life. And then she's like, well, Beta, you're getting old. That's when I get annoyed. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's like. the premise I, of the question. Right. Or yeah. then it's like, oh, I know this very good family who has a son. And I'm just like, please don't. <laughs> then give them to a nice girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason I ask about that is because like, I, sometimes I get similar questions. Now they're not usually, I don't know, if, as a guy, you don't get. Uh, assaulted that often with questions about uh, marital viability or marital readiness. So I was going to say more than I feel like are, are cultural and religious differences right now. Gender. The gender is yeah. big because yeah. you guys don't get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, and when we do, it's like, uh, I'll tell you, basically you get asked that question if you're going to a party and you look nice, you're like, oh, you look so handsome. Who's the, you know, who's going to be lucky bride, right? <laughs> so that's, it comes as a compliment. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, so rarely oh, like do, do you get that kind of thing. No. Oh, gosh. I don't know. And so, and again, like, you I'm get not... like that you're next at weddings. You see, like, you right. Know, yeah, that's what's And like. I'm not speaking for all, like, Pakistani, Punjabi, Muslims, which is my, the most. Name Faria. Yeah, name yeah. Faria. Um, but yeah, like, it's more of like a, I guess, negative. It's not like, oh, like, you look so pretty, but it's like, it's like, so, like, you're getting old. Do you realize right, that? So I'm like, yes, Auntie, yeah. I do. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah. It's very different. And I actually never thought about that. That's why I got yeah. So y'all get uplifted. We get uplifted. So to say, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, you're gonna get a great bride, and it's like, so, where are you single? Right, right. That's so true. That's so true. But and if you get a nice job, they're like, okay, so, you know, take some nice ladies out to dinner or something. Yeah, you're an asset. Kind of but I think I think it's it's more than just marriage too, right? I think we definitely focus on that. But the other questions you get, like, you know, what are you doing with your life? How's your job? Like, mm-hmm. did you? do the did you fit into one of the brown trifecta right are you a doctor mm. lawyer engineer if well not? <laughs> so what about this what if we just answer them honestly rather than because i think this happens is that certainly when you're like uh if you're a uh, if you're an indian kid mm-hmm. then you have okay if you're south asian if you're a south asian kid you have parents who talk about other kids mm-hmm. right and that can often be really annoying because other kids at least on the outside seem to have done a lot more than what you have in your parents' eyes, right? Oh, and so always. Then, yeah, and then your parents are like, okay, well, what about that kid, right? So um, one thing that's powerful is for kids like us to talk to our parents, talk to other parents, honestly, so that they don't get these uh, warped impressions of what we're doing. And then they won't tell their kids these warped impressions of what we're doing. So whenever someone, I'm in med school, which makes me kind of, I, I acknowledge this, kind of the bane of some young kid's existence in my family circle because the parents who observe kids who are in med school can say to their own kids, what uh, are you going to do, right? Yeah. And so whenever I see parents at these different things, I make sure to tell them what med school is and what what it's not and how uh, often it's not 
kind of this fairy tale land that they might think it is from the outside, and how their kids really should watch out for what they think is uh, a path towards certain happiness. And see, I think that's good that that you're using that to be open and honest because mm. I think a lot of parents do need to hear that. I'm I'm on the flip side. I studied media in college, so mm. I'm that kid who didn't become a doctor, didn't even become I was pre-law for a while, and then I realized I didn't want to go to law school, so you mm. know, didn't even do that. So. Um, yeah, I'm definitely that kid who's like, look at him, he's invincible. Like, so you're, um, so you're the smart kind of kid, basically. Um, yeah, but um, but uh, yeah, I will say like it has. I think with time, it's gotten better. I think culture and entertainment has a big thing to do with it. When you see people like um, you know Hasan Minhaj and um, Zaki Barzinji, he's, he's a Muslim guy, but um, being successful in career paths that are that are not the traditional triangle of you know successful South Asian career paths, it, it makes it a little bit easier. I know for me now, since I, I've become a little bit more involved in Brown Girl Magazine and Man Mukti, mm-hmm. and you know my parents like to you know talk to people about that, so they're like, oh wow, like you're doing great stuff with Man Mukti Veda, mm-hmm. like great marketing. You get I'm that? Like, well, now a little bit more, and it's like, kind of cool. Really, Andy, you didn't like marketing, like you know when I was doing it two mm-hmm. years ago, but. You know. <laughs> but not only the fact that it's marketing, but the fact that it's actually a mental health organization. Yeah, I think that adds, cl- adds clout to it. For it does. Sure. Yeah. And it makes uh, it makes your commitment to that kind of obvious to them, mm-hmm. and maybe that makes them a little bit more uh, yeah. cognizant of that commitment when they talk to you. Yeah, and I, I think it answers a, a good question, maybe so to say. It's it really like earlier when you were saying, does it annoy you? I know it comes from a place of care, right? Like mm-hmm. people get nervous about kids who aren't doctors, or you know, what are you doing? Because it's they they've come to this country and sacrifice so much mm-hmm. for us to be successful yes it all really comes from a good place yeah i think it doesn't make it any easier it doesn't mean you shouldn't be stressed or anxious or you know whatever uh if your mental health is not well during this time it, it doesn't mean you should make it better but i think what helps is knowing that it all comes from a good place that really does help i think that that's uh that's a great thing that you said because the moment that the moment you realize that, and it really you can't really realize that I don't think until you're a little bit older, you know. Yeah. I think it's probably a sign of age that you recognize that actually, you know. Are you calling me old? Well, I'm calling my I'm calling me old. <laughs> you can't really say you're old next to someone who's 27. You know, you can't do that. Whoa, your birthday was a couple months ago, but you I remember you refused to tell us how old you were. Right, for a reason. Wow, and now yeah. you just did it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm proud of it. I'm a man of a certain age. There's um. The power of, of that of that age, and being outside of college mainly, is that you get to see your parents as kind of heroic for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. Because now you have a, you you're either you have a job or you don't have a job, and both of those things are very hard. Yes. So and your parents have done that for their for your whole life, right? And so that makes the things that they did wrong to you a whole lot um, more understandable if not forgivable, understandable. And uh, so that ha- that happened to me. You, you know what I really liked? Um, have you seen the movie Dear Zindagi? Mm-hmm. Y'all know I was going to bring Bollywood into this. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so what I really liked about that, I mean, I don't remember the specifics, but I, I remember uh, there was kind of, and again, so I'm not saying the right line, but he, Shah Rukh Khan, who plays her therapist, was saying that something along the lines of you don't have to necessarily forgive your parents, but you can kind of understand, or you know, relatives, whoever is situation. But you can, as an adult, you can kind of start to understand that they're people and they make mistakes and they do the best that they can. And you see that I think um, there's a scene where her mom, me and my friend were talking about it because we watched the movie together. And there's a scene where Alia Butt's mom at the end, she tells her, "I'm sorry," and she's crying because mm-hmm. Alia gave her flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and what we liked about that was she didn't acknowledge um she didn't say it's okay or mm-hmm. it's fine she didn't say anything because you know to some extent it wasn't like mm-hmm. you know her story and stuff but she gave her mom a hug and she gave her flowers mm-hmm. she's making an effort right yeah. things aren't perfect you can't completely you can't erase things that have happened mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you can't try to understand that parents and family are people too who, who make mistakes and, and appreciate and love them and I think another thing that important that is important is that a lot of people don't realize that you can create boundaries with mm-hmm. with family members I think in other relationships we have whether they're friendships or romantic relationships boundaries are very important right mm-hmm. and I don't think we think about that when it comes to family it goes to what I you and I were talking a little bit earlier about in South Asian countries like my family lives multi, multiple generations in one house there is no sense of boundaries so I go back home and I, I want alone time it's like a foreign concept to them like you don't want to come sit with the rest of the family I'm like no I want, I want to read my book in a corner mm-hmm. um so this idea that you you can create boundaries that are healthy for you while still loving and appreciating the important people in your life. Yeah. It's always nice to end on Shah Rukh Khan. Such a wonderful man. <laughs> uh, thank you to Faria for coming on the podcast. And uh, and kind of, I mean, a lot of times people in the background don't like to come in foreground, but they're the ones doing most of the heavy lifting here. And so whatever I do and whatever our podcast team does, it's really impossible because of the background work done by people like Faria and people like Abhi. Uh, and so, you know, on behalf of at least the podcast team, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Anand, for having me. I think I'm a bit of a, a I came in a very troubled, very nervous guest. And I was like, mm. so uh, thank you, Anand, for putting up with that and for having me on here. And yeah, I do, I do marketing, but I do see everything that you guys do to create each episode, and I know a ton of work goes into it, so I really, really appreciate what the entire podcast team has done. So thank you guys so much, and thank you to all of you guys for listening. I'm not honestly much of a podcast person myself, <laughs> so if you're still listening, God bless you, <laughs> and now, happy holidays. I wonder the same thing if they were listening to me. I, by the time I get to the outro, I wonder how many people are actually still listening. I don't even know if I'll listen to this episode because I hate the sound of my own voice. Right. I, I, don't, I don't listen to any of, own, any of my own episodes. Editing this thing is a nightmare. Really? Yeah, because it's just me, my stupid voice, and my stupid like uh, ums and uhs all day long. You got mine on there too. It's okay. Yeah, but I'll, get, I'll take yours out. Thank you. <laughs> now, the audience won't know what we're talking about because it won't be in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the magic. Okay. Also, thank you to you guys for continuing to listen to us and for taking some time out of your holiday season to uh, pop on your headphones. I want to extend a thank you to Faria, our team, Abhi, and Shama, and to you, our listeners. It's because of you that we tell these stories, and it's your stories we're telling. So if you have a story or know someone who does, speak up at manmukti.org. My name is Anand. See you next time. Thank you.